You are listening to Open Little Doors, episode 42, Safety. Welcome to Open Little Doors, where we share ideas on using play, storytelling, and imagination to help you motivate, guide, and connect with your child. I am Julie Janice, one of the founders of Open Little Doors, and your host for our podcast today. Hey everyone, we hope you all are having a great week and today we are gonna talk about safety. So we've heard the saying, your health and safety comes first countless times. So how do we teach our children about safety without trying to scare them, but in a way that it will stick? Well, of course, there's lots of ways to teach children, but our favorite is using play and storytelling. And of course, as you do that, imagination is involved. And so we kind of have four basic steps. So I'll let Meryl kind of go through those. All right. So I think um, if you've listened to any of our other podcasts, there's or looked at some of our material, as we've talked about guided play and storytelling, one of the first steps that you always want to think about is why you're doing this. Why is it important? And think about it from your child's perspective. So with safety, obviously you can't teach every every principle of safety at the same time that you want to. So think about what's most important, what's popping up the most in your life. And usually this will be pretty obvious. It'll be what makes you want to. It's, it's something that comes up enough that you're like, oh, I need to teach my child this. So then when you, as you think about it, think about it from their perspective and think about what you want to teach and the language that you're going to use. Language is really important. For example, if you've seen your children running out into the street constantly and you want to really emphasize stopping and looking both ways before you cross the street or not going across the street without permission, depending on their ages. So stop and think about it. You don't want to go running up to them and say, if you run out into that street, a car's going to hit you and you're going to end up splattered all over the pavement. One, it's not going to tell them what to do. And two, it's going to scare them. So when you teach... This, this is an important point because sometimes if we give them a worst case scenario like that, it's never happened to them before and they can kind of be like, I don't know, I think mom's just exaggerating. So, you know, it could happen, but if you're always giving them a worst case scenario and the worst case scenario doesn't happen, they, they tend to discount what you're saying. That's, that's a really good point too. And you also want to make sure that you're specific. I think probably most people have seen... Um, there's a video that was around when I was a teenager, I think, so that's a long time ago. But there's a video where like a little child is biking down to the corner and the mom panics and runs down and grabs the child and says, I thought I told you to always stop at the corner. And the little child says, mommy, what's a corner? And so we need to think about it from their perspective, think what they understand and what they don't. Because so, that's going to be very important as we teach them safety and expectations of what we want them to follow is we have to make sure that they're clear and we want to explain them in very accurate but soft language so if we go back to crossing the street you you just need to think through what you want to say probably something like cars are trying to watch as they're driving but sometimes you are short enough that the car won't see you so it's very important that before you cross the street you stop and you look both ways before you cross the street. 
So once you've thought, you've done kind of your homework of thinking through what you want to teach and why it's important, because the why is going to help you use more accurate and specific language, then that's when you can bring in the play and the storytelling. So with this one, if you wanted to do it at home, you could actually get out the blocks and you could create kind of a neighborhood and you could make some houses and you could show a child where a corner is because you could do a sidewalk with one kind of blocks and then the street with another kind of blocks so they could see where the corner is because as you practice it you've got to role play it with them several times because our brains and our our thinking is kind of like a muscle we want we want the response to be instantaneous and so that's why we need to practice with children having their their car go to the or their little their toy go to the corner and stop and look both ways because every time you play through that it's like they're doing it you're creating a mental thinking uh, muscle memory in their brain i just was talking to a friend at church um and we live in germany and this this friend she's also american but her daughter is going to a german preschool so her her daughter speaks german fairly well but she's been trying to help her learn how to say her address so that if she's ever lost, that she can go to an adult and say, you know, my name is and I live here. Can you help me get home? And she said she has gone over this with her daughter so many times. And every time she tries to just role play it with her, her daughter's just like, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Well, she played about it with her and her daughter immediately knew exactly what to say. So that's one thing about the play is it's it involves more areas of the brain. It's it's tactile as as well as verbal. And so it really helps ingrain it and role play it in a way that's both fun and really sinks the skills into their minds. And then you can also revisit the safety ideas because you know, you don't ever wanna, you don't ever want to do it so much that that the child starts to hate the topic being brought up. But if you revisit it in stories and play, it's a great way to just review what they need to do. And like Mindy said, role play and practice those skills. Like, so some examples could be that you're, you know, maybe playing dolls and then um, the, the dolls are all going somewhere and maybe one you could have the doll you're being saying, oh, wait, I have to remember to go tell my mom. And then all the kids are running back to tell their moms. And that's a great way to just revisit it without lecturing or... Uh, getting upset when they don't do it. All right. So now what about personal safety and more specifically ways to help protect your children from sexual abuse and pornography? Well, really, you just follow the same steps that first you want to think through it, think what aspects of it you want to teach and why they're important in the language that you're going to use. So luckily, there are great resources out there for how to explain and the language that's best to help children understand about sexual abuse and pornography. We had a past um, podcast on uh, on pornography uh, where we talked about that, but also the resources that we, that we were partnering with Protect Young Minds, they have great resources on all of those. Yeah, so first you need to do your homework. Their, their book is Good Pictures, Bad Pictures by Kristen A. Jensen, and it really is a fabulous resource for dealing with sexual safety with your children. And even online, they have more for older children. They have a lot on um, just protecting your children in general, too. Um, So 
with all of those resources, grab a toy, explain it to your child and a toy, and then help your child and have, have your child help the toy practice what, what you've talked about. And then you can follow up with stories and play. And again, they don't have to be exact parallels. Um, they can be kind of an emotional parallel. Any situation where a child maybe feels uncomfortable and teaching them what to do with that. And I think that's a really important skill for them to recognize when something inside them says, this isn't right. I need to get out of this situation. Um, there's lots of recommendations for having, have giving your children a code word. So it's something that both you and they recognize means I'm uncomfortable. I need you to come get me. So for example, if they're at a friend's house and something's going on and they don't feel comfortable with it, instead of telling to their friend, I don't like what you're doing. I, you know, or if they're listening on the phone, then they can call and say, mom, I feel blank. And they can use the code word. And then that's your sign that you don't say, well, I'll come get you in an hour. You drop everything right then and go get them. So you can easily play about that with their toys. You can tell stories about that. And, but especially doing the play so that they're practicing saying it and having their toys practicing saying it will really keep that ingrained in their mind. I know as I've read Good Pictures, Bad Pictures with my grandchildren, having, doing it with a toy has been a great way to have a discussion about the book and really engage them in a way that's more playful and a little just puts one step away from what's going on by using the toys and it's been very effective they've really enjoyed it and it's it's led to some great discussions between me and their toys and they would pipe in too and so kind of it became a rather than a one-on-one -on -one discussion it became a one-on-three -on -three discussion and that was that was great yeah and and using the toys allows the children to become the teacher and then when they're not only answering the question but they're reteaching it, then they learn it so much better. Well, these are all really great strategies that we've learned today. And if you liked this episode and other episodes here on the podcast, please leave a review and share with your friends. And you can look forward to next week where we'll have a story told by Meryl that is about a little bird with emotional parallels to safety. Uh, we appreciate all those who have been listening to this podcast and we all hope you have a great week. Take care. Play, storytelling, and imagination are very powerful parenting and child development tools. And if you want to know more ideas on how you can incorporate these tools, you can visit our website at www.openlittledoors.com and sign up for our Wednesday Wisdom emails and also check out our Play Together program. We can't wait to hear from you. Come play with us.